someone asked me this one. I'm a super no bullshit coach. I have compassion in my heart for my client. However, I will not let them sit in their shit. I would rather be alone than be surrounded by people who are not on that same wavelength as me. One of those things that was holding me back was that relationship. That was one of the hardest things I ever had to do was let that go. Was it you that yeah. stopped everything? Yeah. How can you expect people to want to hang out with you or you to connect deep with people in your external experience if you do not even connect deep with yourself. I've spent over $60,000 in mentorships and coaching and courses. The best advice I have ever received would be to trust yourself. There will be a point in which you will have to take a leap and just trust that you will land. What's the worst advice you've ever received? To be realistic. Let me tell you, you look gorgeous Thank and you're you. wearing my favorite color. So <laughs> it should be a great conversation. I'm very excited for this. Yeah, I'm always in blue. You'll always see me in blue or red. They're like my brand colors. So yeah, blue is completely my color. Mm -hmm. If you're new here, my name is Nelson and I'm the host of the Creative Grid podcast, a space committed to help creative entrepreneurs accomplish their dreams. We normally have extraordinary individuals as guests. Today is not exception. Today's guest, she's a former PT that decided to pursue her dream of becoming a high-performance mindfulness coach. And she's the host of the Generation Elevation podcast. Please welcome Elise Riley. You. <laughs> Hello, Nelson. Thank you so much for having me today. Yeah, thank you for coming. It's awesome that... When you start pursuing the things that you love, somehow you started to become a magnet to attract like-minded people and the kind of people that you just want to be in touch with. And mm. um, so a former guest, Nat, recommended it. She's like, hey, you should have my best friend on the podcast and stuff. I checked your stuff. I'm like, yeah, she's a great fit. So here we are. Here First time meeting each other as well. Yeah, so cool. Yeah. So for people that have no idea who you are, can you give us a... a bit of a storyline a storyline oh okay yes so essentially like Nelson said my beautiful friend Nat has previously been on the podcast and uh, Nelson also mentioned that I'm the host of the Generation Elevation podcast and a high performance mindset coach so essentially I started my journey as a personal trainer back in 2017 2018 so I went through that journey of bodybuilding and all that kind of stuff and really just trying to make a name for myself in the industry being so young and for me I went all the way to year 12 and the purpose of really having my PT business was just so I could make really good money and have that business on the side, but also still have time to study and get good grades at school. So essentially it was just a bit of fun at that time. And for me, after school, I begin to realize that I didn't find anything else that was in uni uh, in regards to university that really tickled my fancy. It wasn't something that I was 100% passionate about, like physio, osteo, those were all subjects that were potential doors for me that I could have jumped on. However, for me, I just knew in my soul that they weren't the right fit. And so I decided to take a gap year but my gap year was business. So I decided to just grow my personal training business and became really successful in that space. And after a while, I started studying nutrition as like a diploma. And over time, 
people started coming through my doors, through my business and getting really good results. And so for me, it was important that when clients signed up with me that they would get that transformation that they had wanted when they first walked in the door, yeah? And I started asking questions. There came a period where I would start receiving clients that were not getting the results that they'd signed up for or potentially they were saying that they wanted to lose weight or um, look sexy in a bikini, right? And they weren't doing the things that I was telling them to do. So I started asking questions like, why do we do things uh, that we say we want to do, but then we don't actually do them? Like, why do we say we want something and then not follow through on that? Or why do we, um, why do we do the things that we do? Why do we say the things that we say? And I started asking questions around human behavior and self-sabotage, procrastination, all the things that hold people back from achieving those big dreams and goals. So for me, my journey started off with those two questions really why and how can I help someone get that transformation and sustain it long term so that was I guess a bit about my journey and how I then started to create uh go deep into the mindset space and create the generation elevation movement that's awesome in your observation what do you find of why people then don't stick to what they say they're gonna be they're gonna do yeah there's several reasons why that is so uh, along that journey I started to go deep into mindset so I'm a, a master practitioner in NLP and hypnosis and I went into that space wanting to understand the human brain and what makes someone successful right this is the, the creative grit podcast right the the grit that the work that you have to do to get to where you want to be, that success. Why, what makes someone successful versus what makes someone not? And that was my question that I kept asking. What gives someone that full transformation, mind, body, soul versus not? And so for me, the biggest things that I teach my clients about self-sabotage is you have your conscious mind and then your subconscious mind. Now, this is a psychology term and it's widely used in that space and something that I use with clients. It's something that I've seen results with time and time again. However, it isn't a neuroscience term. So please keep that in mind. However, in psychology, they say the conscious mind makes up 10% of the things that we do. It's like our thinking, our short-term memory, things like this. And then our subconscious mind actually takes up 90% of the things we do, say, and behave like. So our addictions, our patterns, our behaviors, our long-term memory, our intuition, and our autonomous bodily functions. So the way our heart beats and we breathe, we don't have to consciously think about that all the time. By the time you're 35, 95% of the things that you do will be subconscious patternings and behaviors. So Nelson, quick question. Have you ever been driving, right? And honest, honest answers here only. Okay. Yeah. And listeners, if you've been driving and you might be able to relate to this, whereby you've been thinking about your day or thinking about that person at work and what they said. And then all of a sudden you get to where you wanted to be. And you're like, how did I just stop at all of those red lights and go through all the green lights? Like, I don't even remember the past 10 minutes of this drive. I've been somewhere else. Have you felt like that before? Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. We've all had those moments whereby we're living in that autopilot. And I know everyone listening to this right now would know someone else in their life who lives their life almost asleep 
sleep whereby they wake up the same, they brush their teeth the same, they eat the same breakfast, they have the same conversations, they're in that same job that they live for the past 10 years, same house, same relationship, and nothing's really moving or changing. That's like living life asleep and in that subconscious state. Now, the subconscious, because it takes up most of what we do say, think, behave like, right? That thing is always going to be going towards pleasure and away from pain. So what we consciously choose, if you think about right now, what are your top three goals? Okay, if you're listening, just think about those top three things that you really want in your life. And then that is just your conscious pleasure, what you think that you want. Okay, and remember, what we think is that makes up 10% of what we do, right? And then we have our subconscious mind that potentially may not think that thing that we really want consciously is pleasurable. So that's where we get a misalignment between what we consciously want and what we subconsciously want because our subconscious will protect us from pain. It will keep us safe. It's where our ego lies. It's like, always wanting to keep us safe in that comfort zone, right? And we know that growth is only made outside of the comfort zone. So to go beyond that comfort zone, to achieve those goals, I've got goosebumps right now, guys. <laughs> to go beyond the comfort zone, to get uncomfortable, to face those fears and take that leap into the unknown, which is where, let's be honest, guys, that's where all of our dreams lie. We need to let go of those subconscious patterns and fears and limiting beliefs holding us back to go after what we consciously want. And sometimes that's where we see that self-sabotage play out, answering your question that if you are self-sabotaging that fitness goal per se or that relationship or that career, you're not getting uh, a certain amount of clients in every month with your business or you keep injuring yourself in your sport, potentially there's a misalignment between what you consciously want and what you subconsciously want. That's beautiful information right there. That's <laughs> golden nuggets. A lot to swallow, right? A lot to digest right there. Yeah. Um, but I, I want to uh, make a quick stop right there mm -hmm. in the with the subconscious. Because basically some people might be listening to this and they will be like, oh, so that's that voice that I have in my head that is consistently telling me that I can't do this, that I can't do that, second guessing, doubting yourself telling you that maybe you're not enough, that you can't achieve all these things. How do we make that subconscious then play with us? How do we become a team together instead of being one against each other? Mm, such a good question, Nelson. Thank you. This is something that I work deeply with, with my one-on-one -on -one clients. And what I'm going to give you today is this. When we want, when we see that misalignment between what we want and what we subconsciously want, then we get that self-sabotage and procrastination and things like this. And that voice starts to come up saying, oh, what if I fail? What if I make a mistake? What if this is the worst decision of my life? Like I've had these thoughts for myself personally come up in my own journey. And the best way to break past that is to break the actual pattern of the thought loop itself. Now, I don't know if you have heard of Joe Dispenza mm -hmm. and he is one of my mentors. So when mm. you think a thought, it produces chemical reaction in the body, which then creates the emotion, okay? And then this emotion pr 
produces hormones in the body, which then actually creates an electromagnetic field Mm -hmm. around you. So if you are constantly thinking, I'm not good enough, I'm a failure, I'm dumb or I don't know enough, I'm not ready, whatever those negative things that you say to yourself, if you keep thinking that, it's called a thinking feeling loop. You're going to think the same Mm. things, you're going to feel shit about it Mm. and then you're going to think more thoughts that are going to make you feel shit and feel even worse. So you can imagine the electromagnetic field around your body, it's going to be quite contracted. The Mm. vibration, the energy of that Mm. is going to be contracted. Mm -hmm. Now, when you walk into a room, you automatically can know if you allow yourself to, you can kind of tell how someone else is feeling without even saying a word like Mm. those of you that have partners maybe they get home from work and you're like oh better not talk to them today because something is off right that's because you're actually communicating with their electromagnetic field around their body now how do we break this thinking feeling loop so we can think good thoughts feel better and then think even better thoughts than that and obviously change the electromagnetic field around your body and change our energy Okay. And then this is where Joe Dispenza says, you've got to break the habit of being yourself. You've got to break that thought pattern. And the way that I teach my clients to do that is literally an NLP uh, technique called a pattern break. So essentially I get my clients. So if they're feeling contracted and in a depressive state, you would imagine, right? Right now, if you were to act as depressed as you could possibly act, How would you sit? How would you stand? How would you breathe? How would your facial expression be? Just do that now and try, right? How would you sit? You'd be kind of like, right? But I can't even do that because I don't believe in that. I can't be depressed. I can't be (laughs) in these things. But just for the sake of the exercise to pretend, it's it's quite hard when you're not feeling that, right? But if you are, it's, it's it's quite difficult. And you go into that depressive state, whatever that looks like to you. And then if you think about what would an empowered person think? Mm-hmm. Okay, what would an empowered person act like? How would they stand? How would their facial expression be? And then automatically you stand up taller, your shoulders are back, your chest is up, your head is high, your eyes are up. And that's how you start to continue living your life. With my clients, I get them to quack like a duck, drop down, do 10 push-ups. I get them to stand like Wonder Woman Mm. or Superman or change their state and break that pattern. That is how we stop the loop of those negative thoughts. Secondly to that, I would say if you have this voice saying, I'm not good enough or what if I fail? Ask yourself, when did I decide that? Or when did you decide that you weren't good enough? And what if you actually are? What if you succeed? What if you are good enough? What if you do know enough? What if you are really smart? Then what? How would you then show up? That would be my answer to that question. Yeah, love it. Love it. There's so, <laughs> many, so many golden nuggets in there, honestly. It's, oh, awesome. it's so cool as well to hear someone break it down with also information that comes from people like Jolie Spencer, which is such a legend. Mm-hmm. Have you done any of his courses, like private mentorship? What have you done with it? I'm going to Melbourne next week, actually, to go to one of his seminars. Nice. So I'm really looking forward to nice. that. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, I, I actually found out about his work not long ago. Oh, wow. Like maybe five months ago or Mm -hmm. something or even less than that. So now a lot of things that I apply in my life, it's like, oh, that makes sense why it works. You know, I like (laughs) I didn't have a way to kind of articulate to other people why it would work or even like um, 
let's say, science approval of it, you know, science proof of it, yeah, which is yeah. what I like about Joe Dispenza, that yeah. you can tell a lot of things to people, but when you have science proof behind it or studies behind it, it's way different because it's like, yeah, this is an actual fact, you know, this, this works like this. So, yeah, that's awesome. What kind of, uh, like, what's the most common problem that you find within your clients? Within my clients, so I work with some of the world's top athletes and entrepreneurs mm. and the number one thing that comes up is that misalignment between what they consciously want and then the subconscious actually wanting a totally opposite thing. So mm. for athletes, a lot of the time we see injury coming up and their thoughts actually manifesting in the body as disease, illness, injury. And that is just simply a manifestation of that misalignment and mm. that fear coming into the body. Mm. Um, with entrepreneurs, usually it's not so much about business because that's where they're really great. That's their comfort mm. zone. Yeah. So usually it comes from behind the scenes when you are a high performer. And if you're listening to this and you're someone that is a perfectionist, we usually see very high highs mm. and then the inability to deal with the lows. Mm. And because of the sensitivity to energy, these people are very attuned mm. and quite uh, psychic if you believe in that. And I essentially just believe that psychics are people that are really in tune with their emotions and mm. energy around them, the electromagnetic field that I was mm. talking about before. Mm. If you're really sensitive to that and you're experiencing those really high highs, then when you're going through those lows, it can be really, really low. Mm. And that's where you see addictions and um, all sorts of behaviors and patterns play out that are going to then impact that person in their business, in their career. How long does it take you to fully transform someone when you get a client like right now, life sucks for them. They're not getting things right. You start working with them. How long does it take for an average person to like get to the other side? It depends on what sort of transformation you're talking about. Mm -hmm. However, an hour, an hour session with me and I guarantee you have movement in your energy mm -hmm. to where you want to be. And essentially, that's what we do with Generation Elevation. It's helping you tap into the frequency of your higher self. Yeah, nice. An hour. So in an hour, you can fully break all those old beliefs and be like, hey, this is where you need to do and this is where you need to go. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So what, what kind of services do you offer for people? Yeah. So at the moment, I work one-on-one -on -one and that's quite limited in my capacity mm -hmm. to do that. So I have a 12-week coaching program that is just a shortened breakthrough type thing. So really going back to past traumas, limiting beliefs, anything that is quite major, that mm -hmm. is a low of a vi vibrational energy, a contracted emotion or state or mm -hmm. things that have happened in the past, we kind of go back and heal them and then that's it. Then for my long-term clients, I have a 20-week mentorship at the moment that I offer and that's coaching calls once a week with me for an hour and we mm. go through literally everything. We go through all the past stuff and then we focus on how we can start becoming a better person, how we can manifest what mm. we want, um, whether that be playing at the top level of your sport mm. or potentially like um, breaking those barriers with income in your business there's all sorts of things that I work on my clients are from all parts of the world and very unique and mm. my process is very individualized to that person yeah nice um you you mentioned hypnosis mm -hmm. can you break that down for someone that 
because I, I think not many people really understand what that is. Could you uh, explain it for us? Yeah. So I guess the way that I do hypnosis, it's very different to other practitioners. For me, essentially, it's just changing the brainwave patterns um, and changing your state to a more calm, relaxed place. So you're therefore going to be more susceptible to um, any like projections or uh, things that are going to help empower you. So for me, I use hypnosis as an empowerment type thing and a tool whereby I help the client relax into more of a subconscious state. We can easily access their subconscious mind and any limiting beliefs or anything that's holding them back, that misalignment that we spoke about before, that's holding them back from what they consciously want. And therefore we can kind of rewire the brain, the thought patterns mm -hmm. through hypnosis to help release anything that's no longer serving that person and help them come to the realization a little bit more effortlessly and easily that they can do those things that they want to do if they believe they can, if they choose to do so. So that's kind of what I use hypnosis for is more of an empowerment tool. Yeah, nice. You just mentioned a powerful word in there, believe, mm. believe something <laughs> key to yeah. conquer life and achieve anything you want and build the life of your dreams. How does someone works on their belief? How can right. get that confidence, that 100% belief, that certainty that, yes, I can get this done? Mm. There's an amazing quote. Uh, I'm not sure if you know this, Nelson. I'm, if you're in this space, I'm sure you have. If you believe you can or you believe you can't, either way, you are right. Mm -hmm. Okay, so essentially... Belief is what creates your destiny. If you think about those big, scary dreams and goals that you have that you've just kept to yourself and you've told no one about because what if you share it and then people tell you to be realistic? Because that's what's happened to me multiple times whereby I've shared my passions and my goals and I've had people turn around in my face that I've cared about and say, Elise, like, should choose something a little bit more realistic and a bit more achievable. And so in the past, I would create these goals and make them smaller and go, oh, well, I probably shouldn't aim for that. I'll mm -hmm. just aim for the roof rather than the sky. Um, so if you have limiting beliefs such as I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy, this is going to stop you and limit your potential on this planet in this earth. Like if you think about why are you here? Are you here to get to the end of your life and regret not taking that action on that thing that you wish that you could have done back then? Or are you here to squeeze the most out of life and go for it? Are you here to have the grit and the determination so that you can go out there and succeed in that thing that you are meant to be doing, your destiny. Everyone has their own path and purpose on this planet. I truly believe we all have our own soul's journey that we uh, go on. And essentially, if you believe that you can, you will get to explore that from the most uh, limitless potential possible. Versus if you believe you can't, you'll explore that soul journey through the avenue of not achieving the, the success and the destiny that you deserve, that is there waiting for you. It essentially is a choice. So your question, how do you believe in yourself? Well, I guess what I would be asking myself or my clients or you guys that are listening here today 
I would encourage you to ask, well, if I'm focusing on what I can't do, that's going to expand, right? What you focus on expands. So if you're wanting to do something, if you have a goal in mind, whether it be in the creative space, right? Or in sport or in your business, whatever that may be, if you have a goal and you are a little bit uh, uncomfortable, it's outside of your comfort zone, maybe it feels a little bit of a stretch, go back and focus on all the times that you achieve something. Go back and focus on why you can succeed and muster up all the possible proof that you can in your whole life of the times that you jumped out of the comfort zone and it served you. Because the more evidence you have of that, the more you can teach your logical conscious mind that it's okay and that when you do take that next leap, you're going to be fine. You're going to be better off than you were before. Because if you think about all those times that you did that in your life, hey, you're listening to this today. So it must have worked out all right. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Like, And you just mentioned something key in there, which is looking back to the proof that you have. Because what I explain to people normally is that it's not enough to shout affirmations to a mirror and say like, oh... I will become successful, I will be a millionaire, I will do this and do that, if you don't have any proof. Because then your brain, your subconscious mind will be like, wait, you're telling me we're going to be a millionaires, but all we have known is being poor. And you always say that we can't afford this, we can't afford that. Like, how can I believe you and how can I even give you the right actions to do if all I ever know is being poor? So... Even though you do have to change the language in how you speak to yourself and the things that you even think about. That's the other thing, like actually thinking like, yeah, you know what? I can become a millionaire. Why not? You know, there is a gazillion people that have become millionaires. It's just not very common. Um, and you probably are and you, your environment is probably not the right one as well, because a lot of people want to be millionaires, but they surround themselves with let's say, poor people. And I'm giving just this example because this is what always comes to mind to myself because <laughs> that's my my main mission right now is becoming financially free. Yeah. So obviously, like, it's the easiest one that comes to mind, but it could be anything really in life, even being fit. If you want to have a six-pack, for example, and you're just hanging out with obese people and unhealthy people, I guarantee you it's going to be very difficult <laughs> to get there because everything you're seeing is people eating donuts, sugar, having unhealthy habits. So very likely you will be the one person in your group to get a six pack. Whereas if you surround yourself with a bunch of athletes and people that take this seriously and they all have six packs and you're the only one that doesn't have six packs, guess what? You will want to be the sixth person in that group that will have the six pack. So you will do everything it takes and you will have also the best advice mm -hmm. for it to get there. Um, so yeah, like Alex Ormosi has a, a really good quote that explains that. I can't remember exactly how it goes, but it's somewhere like um, you don't become confidence by shouting things to a mirror. You become confidence by having an on a, a stack of undeniable proof that you say who you say you are. Mm -hmm. So basically, the more you do something, the more you can build your confidence and the easier it is to, to be like, look back like you were saying and be like, wait, why do I think I can't be a millionaire when I already, you know, work for myself? Someone has already paid me money for my skills that has been growing 
why couldn't I make it to a million dollars, let's say, you know? So it's like by stacking that um, all that proof that you've been accumulating through years and on top of that, then switching the language that you have for yourself and set, you start creating that belief. Like where, where it, when it gets to a place as well, where it's completely certainty. Like right now, my belief that I can do anything I want is unshakable, it's unbreakable. You yeah. can, no one can tell me like, you can't do that, you can't do this. I'll be like, I don't believe you. Mm-hmm. I believe myself. Yeah, you know? that's awesome. So it, what have you dealt with in the past that has led you to become who you are? What has been like, some, can you share some of the biggest struggles that you have gone through and how do you overcome them? The biggest struggles. The first thing that comes to mind is, uh, I guess for me, I never look at my struggles as just that and something that happened to me, right? Whenever things happen to me or to my clients, we I teach them to reframe these things as happening for us. So the things that have shaped me to who I am today, whereby it was uncomfortable. Uh, in uh, high school, actually, I experienced quite severe bullying. And for me, this was teaching me a lot about loving and accepting myself, knowing that I need to just stay in my lane and keep moving, keep going, because it's all going to be worth it in the end. And looking back now, I just know that that whole time of my life was just reflecting back to me the inner thoughts that I had about myself, like being a teenage girl going going up in uh, high school, like there was lots of insecurities and comparison and body image things that would come through. And the bullying was just a outward reflection of my, my mind and mirroring back to me what was going on there. So uh, that definitely was a time in my life that at the time was a struggle and now looking back I know that that was just a blessing that shaped me to who I am today um secondly I yeah I had an awakening per se in about 2020 when everything was going crazy in the world and for me my experience was shifting my business online and ending a really long-term relationship um For me, I was quite a people pleaser and in the past and the reason that was, was because I didn't, I knew I was different and I thought by people pleasing, I would actually fit in and finally be accepted, right? And the funny thing about that is like people outward, that in my outward experience would only accept me if I was to actually accept myself. So life was teaching me that it's my mirror. Right. Everything that's happening to you, around you is happening for you to show you what's going on within. And for me, I I grew up in a society that teaches us that to find happiness, to find love, to find success, it's all outward and that you need external resources or people, things, places to make you feel that way. And For me, I grew up relying on conditions to get me to feel that emotion. However, all of these experiences have shown me that actually at the end of the day, all of those feelings, love and success and health and all of those things, happiness come from within. And it was that moment where I was spent most of lockdowns 
literally listening to podcast after podcast after podcast on times two speed and I'd go for three hour walks every day trying to find the answer of what was wrong with me because I was experiencing major anxiety and I was just asking what's wrong with me what's wrong with me what's wrong with me when actually there was nothing wrong with me at all and it was just that I was looking for all these answers outside of myself and one day I just got so frustrated I took my headphones out and I looked at the sky and I was like what is going on like help me and at the time I wasn't very spiritual at all then and the clear audience experience I had was very profound I just got this giant word meditate in my head meditate and I thought oh I don't have time for that meditate 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 I don't have time I was like okay I'll dedicate five minutes a day and just see what happens for a week. And if it's nothing, then I won't do it. But if it's something, then I'll continue on. And I have meditated every single day since then. And that is where I found my most inner clarity on some of the the most hardest decisions that I've had to make, which was leaving a five-year relationship, moving states to from Melbourne to Queensland by myself at 20, uh, like bringing my business online and then completely letting go of my personal training business. Like all of these decisions I made through the clarity that I found through meditation, which is just knowing the self and knowing that all of these emotions, the clarity, the happiness, the peace, Everything that we have been taught to search for comes from within. Yeah, completely agree. All the answers are within. Mm -hmm. So for someone that doesn't practice meditation, um, how do you do it? What's it what, what recommendations would you give to someone of how to do it? Because a lot of people I've noticed, they all have like different approaches mm -hmm. to it, different times that they s spend meditating, different uh, times of day as well. Like what's, what's your approach like? That is a really brilliant question. Thank you for asking. For a brilliant guest. <laughs> Thank you. There are so many rules and regulations out there on how and what and how meditation should look like and be. And I'm going to throw out a very unconventional approach and say it doesn't have to do be feel like anything. Essentially, it can be however long you want it to be. It can be standing up, sitting down, walking. It could be sitting with your legs crossed with your crystals on the full moon, or it could just be while you're at re getting ready to go out, listening to music and you're ready, ready to go out and play for the World Cup. Essentially, it really doesn't matter because meditation is just a process of knowing the self and getting to know you. You're like, what's going on internally, your own inner world. Like, how can you expect people to want to hang out with you or you to connect deep with people in your external experience if you do not even connect deep with yourself? And that is the process of meditation. It's just getting to know you as a being. And so for my clients, I say, do it however you want to do it. There's no rules. You don't have to human in our sessions together. You can be yourself, just create that space and allow for you to be yourself and allow that to come through. Some tangible things to take away from this podcast today, if you're listening, I would just start with setting aside minimum five minutes. 
five minutes in your morning. The first thing in the morning is probably the best time to do it because the first 15 minutes when you wake up, your subconscious mind is going to be most active. So those ideas, those um, the pieces of clarity that come through will be very much so likely to come then. Uh, so I do my meditation first thing in the morning and sometimes I do five minutes, sometimes I do half an hour, sometimes I do an hour. It really just depends. And for me in my life right now, I'm doing a lot of in-person events and I don't have time to do the half an hour ones. So I'll bring it back to 20 minutes, 15 minutes and I'll do that. Um, if you are new, I would just focus on getting into the discipline of it because it can be easy to go, oh, I don't have, have time and brush it off and use that as more of a procrastination technique, okay? Really push yourself and stretch your comfort zone with what you could actually do. Like I remember I was going through a bit of like a sticky period through business and I set it upon myself, I'm gonna do three times a day for half an hour and see what happens. And the clarity that I received, the vibration that I got on was so different. And that was because I simply just pushed myself and I said that I was gonna do something and I followed through on it. So if you're getting people in your external experience saying oh, like that they're gonna do something and then they don't follow through on it, whether you're getting ghosted or whatever's going on in your life, Ask yourself, where are you saying you're going to do something and you're not following through on that? Start doing those things that you keep saying that you're going to do. And when you do that, life will just happen for you. Everything will line up. And I guarantee you that grit of doing the things will get you to that success that you are dreaming of. By the way, I love the way you use the word greed all the time. Like just sneaky, put it in there. I like it. I like it. She's on the team for sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're you're hundred percent right with that. I want to go make a quick stop there. You mentioned that one of the difficult times you have had was leaving your relationship, mm -hmm. and I think that's something very relatable for people. And I I would guarantee you have some clients that have come to you with client like relationship issues so what happened in your case and what have you found with your clients like is the common problem when it comes to relationships the common problem is definitely self-sabotage mm. and whereby like you want a relationship and you also don't want to have a relationship and it's that that mixed messaging of both and the misalignment of conscious pleasure and subconscious pleasure so that's what i see most commonly come up for myself personally, my journey, I'm so appreciative of that time of my life because that had a huge role to play on who I am today. Like that was five years of my life from 14 to 20. And this person, he was older than me. So I would definitely uh, leveled up, I guess you could say, and matured quite faster than compared to a lot of people. And that's why I think that uh, I'm able to communicate in the way I do now purely because of that time in my life and spending so much time with people that were older than me. Um, so for me, I remember going through that time and like I said, I was a bit of a people pleaser. I was young and I was very in love. This person was perfect on paper. I wrote down all the things that I wanted in a in a guy, and I perfect on paper. Yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> describe it. Describe oh, what's I, perfect. My <laughs> friends, they call me the manifesting queen because yeah. I literally I'll say what I want and it comes down to the, like this guy had the car that I wanted him to drive. Like yeah. it was so specific, and for me, I remember going through 
about it was 2019, just before 2020. And one of my friends in my year level that we graduated with actually passed away. So he was 19. And I remember that time in my life was like, holy shit, not everyone lives till they're old. And it was a huge wake up call for me. And I think it was, he was actually quite a huge catalyst into why I do what I do now, because for me, it's so important to live my life with absolute no regrets, like not wishing that I coulda, woulda, shoulda, and knowing that I did everything possible that I could have done to live the life and squeeze as much as I could out of life as possible for the time that I am here, whether it be just for today and then I'm gone tomorrow or for like years to come. I, I know in my heart that that's the case. However, you just really don't know at the mm. end of the day, mm. right? So for me, I got to that point. I was like, okay, well, I feel like in my life right now, all I am is a personal trainer and a girlfriend, I don't feel like I have a personality. Like that was my identity. That was my ego at the time. And I knew on a soul level that there was more to my potential. And I know that people listening to this right now will be able to resonate whereby I say that sometimes like you can be happy, but you know that there's more. It's like when you go to a restaurant and your favorite restaurant, you order the same meal every time. And you like what you, you order. So that's why you order it all the time. But you go with a friend, let's say you and I go, and then I order something different to what you do. And you're kind of looking at my food going, hang on a sec, that, that looks really good. I didn't even know that was on the menu. And then next time you go and you try it and you realize that that was the best meal you've ever tried. And why did I just waste all of my, my time eating the same meal every single day that was kind of good when I could have been having something extraordinary? My soul knew that that was out there waiting for me and I just had to go out there and grab it. And one of those things that was holding me back from that was that relationship. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the hardest things I ever had to do was let that go. It, was it you that yeah. stopped everything? Yeah. Yeah, right. Because that, like, that's, I've met so many people that they are extremely smart. They might be killing it in business. They mm -hmm. might be great uh, athletically you know, f physically but when it comes to relationships they get blindsided they're <laughs> dumb they choose the wrong partner and then in consequence their life uh, they, they eventually they have some sort of really negative experience and in countries like this as well it can be quite difficult because you have all this stuff of like oh i take 50 percent, blah 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 that, like that's a whole nother topic but yeah i'm always curious to see like what have you find with relationships because it's a big area for everyone and it, it goes as well to why we do things and all stuff. There's always someone, you know, that you care about, that you want to take care of, maybe your family or someone. Mm. Um, so relationships, I think it's a very important part of the whole human experience, I would 100%, say. hundred percent, definitely. Relationships teach us so much about mm. ourselves. Mm -hmm. The people that we attract into our life are our biggest mirror, mm. especially if you have a partner. They're going to shine back to you your brightest light and all the things mm. you love about them, they are within you. And that is why you love them so much, right? Mm. You're like, oh my gosh, this is the best feeling ever. They're just reflecting back to you your magic. Mm. And then 
things that kind of trigger you, piss you off. Maybe they don't do the dishes like you said that they would, right? Those things, their shadow is just reflecting back to you, your shadow, Mm. right? And they're going to mirror you so perfectly whereby you get to learn about yourself. Relationships are a vehicle to spiritual awakening and Mm. relationships will teach you a lot about yourself. And if you think about the five people you spend the most time with, like you said earlier about your environment, the Mm. people that you surround yourself with, they most likely will have the same routine, the same breakfast routine. Mm. They'll get up at the same time. They'll go to sleep at the same time. They'll have similar interests. They will speak the same usually. Mm. And that's because they're our mirror and your vibe attracts your tribe like Mm. that electromagnetic field Mm. that I spoke about earlier, right? Mm. We're always like communicating and it's how is it that we can walk into a room and out of all the people there, we always end up talking to that person that is just like me, right? Mm. That's because we're, our energy is always communicating. And so these people, if you think about that are in your life, are they reflecting back to you who you want to be or are you wanting to change and, uh, I guess, sit at a different table? That's how I would frame mm. that. If someone is listening to this right now and they're like, okay, I get it. I'm surrounded by losers and people that <laughs> don't want oh. anything special in life. They just want to live an average life. But I feel like I'm I'm different. I want something bigger than myself. I just want to squeeze everything like you're saying, yeah. Elise. What should I do? What should you tell to this person? As in, they want to squeeze the most out of life. They know that there's more out there for them. Mm-hmm. And you said that they're surrounded by losers? Yes, they're surrounded by the wrong people. Okay. Why are you choosing to hang around the wrong people? We'll, need to, ask, we'll need to ask Pedro. <laughs> Pedro that is listening <laughs> to it. So my question would be, why are you choosing to hang out with these people that uh, draining your energy. If if you are classifying your friends and the people around you as losers, then obviously there is a huge misalignment in energy. And it's really important to ask yourself, why are you willing to put up with that when you know that potentially you'd be better off on your own, right? Because even though you're surrounded by all these people, you could still be the most lonely person in the room. Mm-hmm. And I know I've experienced that feeling before and I'm sure people listening would have as well. And I would rather be alone than be surrounded by people who are not on that same wavelength as me mm-hmm. because I know where I'm going and that is the most like the most powerful act of self-love is to commit to that destiny that I know I am here for in this earth, on this world, in this life. I'm no, I know I'm here to go do that. And by spending time with these people who are taking away from that, that is an ultimate disservice to me and the rest of the world because what mm. I do will impact the rest of the world. Yeah, that's, that's a big one right there because people think like, oh, it doesn't matter, you know, like I'm just hanging out with these people, whatever. But by you not committing to unlock your full potential, basically you're doing a disservice to everyone around you and the entire world in consequence because it's ripple effects, right? So you playing it small is actually a disservice to to life and everything around you. When you level up, guess what? Everyone around you 
benefits from that. If you make more money, guess what? You, I'm sure you're in a position where you can help a friend that has a massive accident or he can't work anymore or even take care of his family. Um, if you're physically capable and someone, your girlfriend or friend or whatever is going to be attacked by someone and you know how to protect, you could step in line, you know, and be like, hey, this is not happening under my watch kind of thing. Like by you living up on every area of your life, it only makes everything and everyone around you better. So you, if you're not going to do it for you, at least do it for the people that you care about. At least do it for everyone else. 100%. I had someone ask me this once and I'm going to say this to all of you guys. Now, I'm a super no bullshit coach. Mm. I have compassion in my heart for my clients when they come through. I will hear their story. However, I will not let them sit in their shit. I will not let them stay with the losers when they could be with the winners. And I know that. I can see that in them and I know that that's what they want. So I will frame the questions and I will help them and I will guide them to where they want to be. That is what I do and that's my purpose as a coach. Now, someone asked me this once and I'm going to say this on this podcast right now. How dare you choose to play small when you know that by playing big you're going to help so many other people how dare you have that disservice on the world and you choosing to create that when you could be impacting and helping so many other people out there like how dare you choose that when you could be playing big that's what someone said to me and I from that moment I was like you're right I need to stop playing small and I never did since then. Yeah, nice. Keep playing big, please, because mm. it seems like you're having a massive impact. Um, and yeah, like it. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. You're speaking my language as well because well, I, yeah. I'm kind of like. I also coach some uh, filmmakers and content creators as well. And I'm the kind of person that gives tough love. You know, I think no bullshit. Yeah, and especially because of the background that I have. Like, I don't know if you know much about Venezuela, but it's a third world country. It's a lot of poverty, a lot of scarcity, a lot of people struggling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've seen bad, like actually, actual bad stuff happens and people still finds a way to smile. Mm. People still finds a way to be happy. No one has time to be depressed and all this stuff that I've learned in in countries like australia now um so yeah i'm a bit of a tough love when it comes to that because i'm like stop it you know like take action do what you know that that's the thing as well like most people know what they need to do when they actually look in the mirror and and they ask the, the right questions like okay why am i still hanging out with these guys why am i still playing small why am i not pursuing this thing that i love so much why am i still in this toxic relationship you will have the answer i guarantee you if you look straight in the mirror and you ask those questions you will have your answers Mm -hmm. you know exactly why you're not doing it so you you know what you need to do but having people like you as well that can tell them like hey um, keep them accountable i think that accountability is one of the biggest things as well having someone that will call you on your bullshit and tell you like hey you need to stop you keep self-sabotaging. Why are you doing this? You already know you shouldn't be doing that. You know, mm-hmm. and just speaking into to that level. What are you currently struggling with? Because obviously, it seems like you have your life in order. That everything's going pretty well for yeah. you. I can get a really good energy <laughs> that you're you're in a in a good. You're getting a a, a good momentum in your life right now. But yeah. 
What are you struggling with right now? What am I struggling with right now? Right now, in this moment, I am just here with you. So I, I don't have really an answer for that, I guess. Like, wh- what specifically would you want to know? What I'm curious to know, because we all have challenges, mm-hmm. regardless of where you are, life never gets perfect, right? Mm-hmm. Like, even when you make the money, you might not have the friends. When you have the friends, you might not have the money. When you get, you know, the dream job, you might not really have your family or you might lack in relationships. When you get the relationships, you know, you might not have friends. So what, what of the buckets currently for you? Because every time I meet like people that are trying to do things bigger than themselves or that, that, you know, they're in this line of work, I'm always curious to know what is their biggest obstacle right now? Mm-hmm. I think it's really important to frame what I'm going to say is that, Having a growth mindset is seeing your obstacles as opportunities. So the obstacle is never really the issue. The struggle is never actually a problem unless you choose for it to be. Mm -hmm. People with a fixed mindset will look at the problem, look at the struggle, look at the obstacle and see it as just that. Mm. Whereas when something comes through in my experience that feels a bit, oh, I don't know if I felt comfortable, like whatever, um, I sit and go, okay, okay, universe, like let's go, let's Mm. play. Mm. Because whenever we experience contrast, usually it's actually going to teach us what we actually do want. So for me right now, like it's really hard to pinpoint and say like, oh my gosh, like this is what I'm struggling with. Because when I get those things that come through, I'm like, yes, let's go, let's play. Let's, let's uh, go back to the drawing board. Let's re like rewrite what I wanted to do or um, let's change something. And essentially seeing these things as opportunity. So for me right now, like I, I can't actually think of something that comes to the top of my mind However, yeah, I think it's just balancing that uh, go and when to slow. And for me right now, it's a a go time and I'm doing lots of events interstate, speaking at schools. And if if anyone's listening and wants me to speak at their school, like definitely hit me up. I am, yeah, I'm speaking at schools. I'm running events in Melbourne when I go down next week. I'm running them on the Gold Coast and plan to be international by the end of the year. So essentially it's just like, that love hustle at the moment and for for me in the past like I remember having periods where there was no work on and I was complaining about that and feeling scarcity and feeling uncomfortable in that time and and I remember saying to myself like in that storm like this is just like time for me because there's going to be a time in my life where I will need to go and this is just creating that energy for me right now so I can go and do that so right now I'm in that go time and instead of like complaining and and making it feel like oh my gosh and choosing to believe that this is a struggle it's like actually this is what I've been wanting all along and to have that appreciation for that time in the past where I was feeling like, oh my gosh, I didn't have work on. It's like, actually, well, now I do. So let's make the most of it. Let's go. Let's push through. Let's stay disciplined. Let's be accountable and let's have integrity with what I teach, which is to focus on what we want out of these situations that happen to us and find that how it happens for us and find that like the beauty in those challenges, in those struggles, because that's what they are. They're just teaching us like how powerful we really are. Yeah. And, and 
you definitely need the obstacles you definitely need the losses you you need to know that the journey is not going to be easy because it's going to build some resilience to you so you can get actually the things that you want I, t- I was filming fights actually last weekend and i do martial arts and other stuff cool. and so every now and then i also uh, film some events and i have one of my mates that he's a fucking savage yeah. and he's he's probably gonna make it big if he sticks to it and he lost i think off the top of my head i think that's her his first lost and just seeing him like in his face like how the moment slipped away you know but just also knowing like i was just looking at him like i just knew you need this you know you need this loss right now just to you know refresh it like build your resilience your confidence just to let you know that hey nothing is guaranteed but if you work really hard, you can you can get whatever you want, you know. So I just look at him and I remember I gave him uh, a hug and I just told him, man, you need this, mm. you know, it's, it is going to do you well. Yeah, well, contrast in our life uh, is going to show us what we do want, right? Mm. The four or five steps of manifestation, life gives us contrast. Life gives us those moments where we go, oh, like that was a shit relationship or that was an annoying boss or that was a shit school experience or that was a shitty house that I lived in, whatever it is, right? Whatever that tough time is for you. Life gives us contrast, which then step two, we ask for what we want. We go, okay, I want to have this in my next relationship. I want to have this in my next job, this in my next home, et cetera, et cetera. Then step three, it's actually given to you straight away through the laws of the universe. Energetically, that thing exists already. When you, if you think of it, it's already done. It's created. You think Mm -hmm. it, you can create it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you believe you can, you can. can. Step four is then allowing it, receiving that energy becoming the energy of that of which you want to attract because the law of uh, the universe the law of attraction right is the that of which is unto itself draws the same thing together so think about that uh thinking feeling loop i spoke about before if you're feeling and thinking a certain way of like i love myself i'm in that vibration then you're going to feel love and therefore you're going to emit that energy that electromagnetic field and most likely attract that person into your life as well those moments where you're like oh my gosh like it feels so magic the miracle that job that comes through and it's so easy it's so effortless that idea all of those things come through when you line the energy up you ask for what you want and you start receiving it you start showing up as that person and those times where life gives us those contrast moments where you you lose in a match you injure yourself or whatever it is right those are the biggest blessings because that redirects our path to exactly who we truly want to be deep down yeah completely agree with all of that i love it i love everything we're speaking about i'm so glad (laughs) yeah um what are when it comes to business Mm -hmm. what what are the biggest things you have learned in business because i think regardless of whatever you're doing like obviously this is target a lot to a creative entrepreneurs or let's say filmmakers and stuff but i I think a lot of people are just stuck to the tools Mm -hmm. and they don't make time to also learn how to operate and run a business so it can be profitable and they can actually make a full-time living of it so now you've been doing this for a little while what have you learned on the business aspect of what you do my first thing would be to do what you love. 
find what you love, spend time finding what you truly love and what you're good at. Mm -hmm. Because if you start working in a space where you do what you love every single day, it's not going to feel like work. And, and I know that everyone does say that, but it's true. I've truly found what I love. So for me, I show up every single day without question because that's just what I do. It's who I am, right? So that would be my first thing. Find what you love and find like allow yourself time to experience what that specifically is. If you don't know, go out there in in experience life until you do because that thing will come for you when you are ready. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh third uh, secondly would be to learn from a mentor. Go out there, hire a coach, get a mentor, get Get advice from someone who's doing the thing that you want to be doing, who's working with the people that uh, you want to work with, who is making the money that you want to make. Go spend time and get them in your, your environment. Show up in their environment. Like be around them as much as you can and absorb as much content as them from them as you can. Like that would be my two biggest pieces of advice. Do what you love and go surround yourself with people who are doing the thing. Mm, yeah, 100%. Like and the mentor side of things the coaching in general like if you you can get whatever you want to get by yourself you 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 truly can unless it's something very specific but having a mentor would accelerate that to a rate that i i can't even explain like i've done this i've never had a mentor for you know filmmaking and Mm -hmm. um the business of filmmaking kind of thing i actually had wrong so I met uh, one of my best friends and he kind of like became a mentor in a way. But before having him, my journey was so slow. Like it took me so many years because also I'm a dentist Mm -hmm. back home. So I had to start doing this thing of making videos from scratch. I had no idea how to do it. And all the information is out there on YouTube and all these things. But learning from year one to year four, it it took me so long to learn the things that I learned by then. And then I met my friend and in a year, it felt like I learned more than all those four years together. So just having a mentor or a coach that is doing, like you said, the thing that you want to be doing is key if you want to get there faster because also life is happening too quick. You don't want to be losing time to figuring out the thing. You want to enjoy doing the thing, right? So what better way of doing that than getting someone that is already there, that is doing exactly what you want to be doing, that has all the experience, that knows all the roadblocks and like how to get there quicker, more efficiently, less painfully. Why not do that? Like now I look back and I'm like, I'm so dumb. I should have gotten a coach. You know, <laughs> how much uh, how much coaching have you done for yourself, and how much money have you invested as well? I'm always curious. About yeah, that. I've spent over sixty thousand dollars in mentorships and coaching and courses. I've spent that like my at that point in time it was like my whole life savings on mm. coaching and mentorship, mm. and. I credit that to the reason why I am exactly where I am today, working with the world's top athletes and entrepreneurs. Like that has shaped me to who I am. And I, it, at that point in time, I was like, I should have spent that money on, on something and that was more fun and enjoyable. However, like one of my three pillars to having a growth mindset that I teach my clients and I teach at my events is that 
you only know what you know and you don't know what you don't. And Mm. there's no point looking back on the past and going, I should have done this or I'm so dumb. I should have done this instead. It's like, Mm. because you didn't know that back then. And that was the path of least resistance. And for me back then, doing the coaching, doing the mentorships and learning a shit ton about business, about mindset. It's literally why I am now living that my manifestation of what I've always dreamed of. Yeah. What's the best advice you have ever gotten? What's the best advice I have ever gotten? To trust. To trust yourself that all the answers that you could ever search for do come from within. And that has been my biggest, like, I guess, guidance throughout this whole journey is just to trust that it's coming or that I am on the right path or I'm doing the right thing. And when you trust yourself, like that is when you can take that leap towards that thing that you want to do. And like we were speaking about earlier, everyone that's listening knows that thing that they need to do. And when you're leaping out of that comfort zone, you don't trust yourself, like no way you're going to jump out there. It's just like, way too crazy however for me developing that confidence and self-trust to know that I can go up there I can come to this podcast and speak about what I love and know that it's gonna flow so amazingly and have no like preparation or um, go speak at an event and all these things I know I can do all these things because I trust myself so I would say the best advice I have ever received would be to trust yourself and trust is important because regardless of how much confidence believe you have and all the proof and all these things, there will be a point, several in fact, in which you will have to take a leave and just trust that you will land. That That's the reality. There is times where regardless of all the coaching you have, all the experience you have in whatever you're doing, all the work you have done, all the confidence, all the belief, there will be a time where you just need to know that you can trust yourself because you're going to have to make a decision of either jump into the known or just stay where you are. But the jump has no guarantees. So trusting yourself is going to play a very important role when that time comes. What's the worst advice you have ever received? What's the worst advice I have ever received? The worst advice I've ever received. To be realistic. Yeah. To be realistic and choose a goal more achievable. Because when you share your goals with some people they're going to hear them to the capacity of what they think is possible. Mm -hmm. Everyone has different uh, perception of what is possible for them. And so when sharing your goals with other people, most likely they're going to celebrate you to the extent that they believe of what is possible and limit you to what they believe is possible. So for example, like if you were to share your goal with someone and they say you should be realistic, they're usually thinking themselves, or I can't achieve that, so why should you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to share your goals with others and your dreams, know that if someone's telling you to be realistic or you can't do it, it's just a reflection on them. Yeah, 
completely agree be and be very careful that's a that's so important to who are you sharing your wins and your struggles with because that person might just actually put you down for it so yeah but it comes back again to what we were talking about like surrounding yourself with the right people mm -hmm. how how have you crafted the circle that you have now like uh, how does your friend group look like the close people to you i have very close people to me and very few in the past i wanted to be friends with everyone and anyone mm -hmm. and i i'm a very social person like when i go into the gym i'm talking to everyone it's mm -hmm. It's quite a funny sight to see, to be honest. And anyone that knows me and that goes to the gym on this podcast will be like, yep, that I'm literally so social. And the people that are really my close network, who I make an effort to call, who I make an effort to text with, that I would consider like spending time with and, and really hanging out with them. Like these people are very highly successful entrepreneurs. Mm. I have people that are doing crazy amounts of revenue that like when I first met them I was like it changed my whole perception around money mm -hmm. um these people are double triple my age mm -hmm. and yeah it's it's very interesting the people that I've attracted my close friends like mm -hmm. I yeah none of them are my age which is really cool to how old are you, know, you? I'm 22 yeah and most of them are like 28 and above Mm -hmm. So, yeah, like my oldest friend, he's like 59, 60. And yeah. that it's just, yeah, it's, it's awesome to be surrounded with people who are such open thinkers and creators. I know that I am super blessed to have them in my life. Yeah, that's awesome. They're blessed as well to have you. They are. So I'm, I'm pretty sure they're stoked as well. What are the three biggest lessons you can share with people right now if we're talking to someone that is just getting started on the journey or even the young verse version of yourself what are the three biggest pieces of advice that you could give them in order to win in life or and build the mm. life of their dreams awesome great questions by the way nelson i mm. love these i love how you close your eyes when i ask you some <laughs> of these questions because like okay she's deeply thinking for this answer i, I like want to speak from my heart mm. like mm. i think in today's world a lot of people just speak from their logical minds and mm. i know this podcast has been quite sciencey however when i do speak it's definitely from my heart and the passion for what it is that i teach so i trust that people will receive that when they listen to this show and My tips for like winning and creating your dream life and manifesting and, and getting out there, doing the things, getting those big goals and dreams ticked off your list, right? Squeezing the most out of life. It would be to go back what I said before, what I said earlier, definitely experiencing life to find out that thing that you love, to discover what you love in life and what you're good at that's going to help you immensely because if you find that, you just take it with both hands and run with it. Trust that, which then ties into trusting yourself, trusting your path, that that thing that you love, that's it. Like if that lights you up, like imagine the amount of people you'll be able to inspire when you continue to follow that path of love, 
right? There's so many people in this world that are uh, doing things because they feel like they have to. You can sense the energy of that versus someone that's doing what they love. Mm -hmm. Most of the people that are really successful in whatever it is that they do, do what they love, Mm -hmm. right? So that would be my two steps. It would be find the thing, trust the thing, and then go do the thing. Mm -hmm. Go do it. Take that action. What is that thing right now that could be really easy to do that's going to somehow compound and be a compounding factor in that end goal? So let's say your goal is to be healthier. Would it be eating a chocolate bar this evening or would it be having an apple or fruit salad? Like what is that one thing that is so easy that you could do right now? Could it be going for a run? Could it be listening to this podcast while you're walking or like doing the housework? Could it be that you go message or DM that person? Could it be go ask that person out on a date that you've been thinking about? Like, oh, don't be weird. No, just go ask them. Like what's the worst that can happen? You stay in the same position that you're in now. Mm-hmm. You're alive. It ain't so bad, right? Mm. What about uh, for business, for sport? Could it be um, like creating that program? Could it be like messaging that person that you were kind of a little bit uncomfortable message because like maybe they're too good for you, but actually go message them and then you might realize that maybe down the track, they'll be a part of your crew. They'll be a part of your team. They'll be a part of your friends, your network. Like the amount of people that in the past I was a little bit intimidated by are now my bestest friends. So it would be find the thing, trust the thing and go do it. I love it. I love that, that how you tied it all together as well. And yeah, man, just do it. Like it's a lot of people, honestly, they, they already have everything in place. They just need to do it. They're just scared. They're just still, you know, with the old beliefs as well that no, I'm not good enough or what would happen? No, this is too risky. It's like... Just have one chance. I recently had my birthday last week. Oh, and happy birthday. Yeah, thank you. Um, and I was talking to people. I made it even like a real video. So just talking to people, one of the biggest lies I've been told is that you have time. You do. Life can be very long these days and all this stuff. And, and like in some stages, it goes very slow. But in reality, life goes very quick especially because nothing is guaranteed. The only guarantee you have is that you're going to die. That's reality. It doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter if you were born in Venezuela or in Australia, how you look. It doesn't matter. We're all going to die. You can take care of yourself at the highest level. You can be ultra fit. You can eat the cleanest you can. You can feed your mind correctly. You can get your eight hours sleep. And guess what? You can still go to buy something in the, in, in the shops and get run over by someone so life can be very quick even though it can be long it could actually be very quick so you should have some sort of urgency to whatever you want to do and like you were saying just go do the thing trust the thing find the thing that you want to be doing because there's no time to lose that's one of the biggest things that people told me when i was way younger like oh it's okay you have a lot of time or you're only 18 you're only 20 you're only 21 whatever it is not really. Life, life goes very <laughs> quick. Life goes very quick. I got here when I was 23. That was seven years ago. It has gone like that. So please don't waste any time. Have some urgency to whatever you want to be doing. Because also, this is what I found when I took the, that leap of faith, and I, it probably happened to you as well. Once you took that leap of faith to do that thing that you 
want to be doing and that you feel like you you should be doing life becomes so much more exciting mm -hmm. like the things you're gonna experience the people you're gonna meet the kind of things you will accomplish are unfathomable you know like and it will only happen if you start doing the thing so just get started also Thank you so much for coming today. I love everything that you're about. I, please keep doing it. I'm Thank sure you're having a massive impact and I'm, I guarantee this help one person, which in the end, that's the, the whole mission for me every episode is the, that this help at least one person yeah, to definitely. either change their thinking or install a new perspective in their heads or provide them with some tools to do that thing that they want to be doing. And I'm 100% sure that this helped at least one person. Yeah, I think so. So too. where can they find you and what kind of services do you offer to people? Where can they follow you and support you and listen to, even to your podcast? Yes, thank you so much. Yeah, so uh, as Nelson mentioned before, I am the host of the Generation Elevation podcast. Now, you can find that on iTunes or Spotify. And essentially, it's all mindset, spirituality, health, development. So if you are keen to go listen to that, definitely jump on. Let me know what you think. I am very active on Instagram so you can find me at Elise Riley E-L-I-S-E -E dot Riley R-I-L-E-Y two Y's at the end um I'm also on LinkedIn. I've got a Facebook group for my podcast as well. However, usually you'll just be able to connect with me quite easily through Instagram. So essentially just if you resonated with what I said today, if you want to work with me on a deeper level, then hit me up on the DMs. We can have a chat. I do offer a 12-week coaching package or a 20-week mentorship. And I'm currently in the process now of creating a website hub with heaps of courses and things like this. Almost like for people who are the hero of their own movie to come in, grab their superpower weapon, their tool, whatever it is they need, whether it's relationships, money mindset, manifestation, health, wellness, etc. You can come in, grab your tool and then go off into the world and go and crush it. So that's my vision. That's what's coming up in the next couple of months. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to creating that. So yeah, like I said, if you resonated with today, just send me a message. I'd love to connect with you. Sounds like you're into superheroes. I am. Yeah, I'm like a huge yeah. Marvel, Star Wars yeah, nerd. Yeah. yeah. Who's your favorite? <laughs> oh, everyone always asks me this. And I'm going to say I love Doctor Strange because mm. he's like the symbolism behind the movie is super spiritual, which mm. I love. Mm -hmm. Like I'm the spiritual person in me kind of like geeks out on that. Um I love any of like the Avengers combos, especially like Infinity War. That was epic. Yeah. yeah. That's like literally my favorite movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's such a vibe, right? Yeah. Like I love how all the all the people come together in the end. So oh, it's just so good. Uh yeah, I don't really have a favorite. I think just like the the movies themselves. I love Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could, I could who's, listen. Who's the favorite villain? The favorite villain. I love Loki. Have you seen the season with Loki? Yes, yes. Oh my God. How it's could awesome. you not like yeah, Loki after awesome. that, right? Yeah. yeah so I'm going to say Loki. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right, team. If you enjoyed this episode, please give the extra mile. If there is one thing that will really help the podcast to get to more people will be you leaving a review. If you can go leave an, a review on Apple Podcasts, that will be incredible. We'll really appreciate it. Make sure that it's five stars, nothing less than that. 
If you want to support the podcast, make sure to subscribe as well on YouTube. Follow us on social media at The Creative Grid on every platform. I'm at Nell for Life on every platform as well. And I will see you on the next episode of Good Vibes for Everyone. You. Yes. How was that? So good. Yeah. Awesome. No. Thank you for having me. That was really cool. You asked amazing questions. No, thank you.